This is Brother Compton from California once again. The title of my podcast is "The Living Water." Has anyone ever been dehydrated and your body hurts all over and you don't feel good, and then finally you get some ice cold water and it's like you cannot get enough. It feels like life is coming back into your body, but your spirit too. Life can be like dehydration, the cares of this life. This is what the Bible says in Luke chapter 21, and starting in verse 34. And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with suffiting and drunkenness and cares of this life, and so that day come upon you unawares. That day it talks about is the return of Jesus. If you are not careful, the cares of this life will overtake you. Before you know it, the bills keep coming in the mail. Or maybe you got a bad report back from your doctor, and he tells you you have cancer. Or you find out that your teenage apostolic son is hooked on heroin or crack cocaine. Maybe you find out your apostolic teenage daughter is pregnant, or your wife or your husband tell you they do not love you anymore and walk away from you and God. And now you are left having to do with a son on drugs and a pregnant daughter. And here you are living for God and giving it your all, and you think to yourself, "How much can one person take?" I think many of the apostolic faith have been there, done that in some form of the cares of this life. After all this, you're sitting there, and you think, "What else can happen?" And guess what? Sure enough, something else happens. Let's read about Job, chapter one and verse thirteen. And there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house, and there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them, and the Sabaeans—that's the bad guys, the bad guys—fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, "The fire of God has fallen from heaven and hath burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I only am escaped to tell thee." While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, "The Chaldeans—that's the bad guys—made out of three bands, that's a lot of people, and fell upon the camels and have carried them away." Yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their elder brother's house, and behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness. I'm assuming that's probably like a tornado, and smote the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men, and they are dead, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. And this is what Job did. Then Job arose and rent his mantle, and shaved his head, and fell upon the ground and worshipped. Now let's be for real. How many of us nowadays could have just that point of things happen to him and worship God anyhow? And it continues on. And this is what Job said, and said, "Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither." The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly like 
really God? Do you really know what you're doing here? So here we have Job, and all of this happened to him one day. And here he sits thinking, what else can go wrong? And here we go again next. And again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. Like, Satan is really something coming before the Lord? I don't think so. And the Lord said unto Satan, From whence comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God, and extrueth evil, and still holdeth fast his integrity, although thou movest me against him to destroy him without cause? And Satan answered the Lord, and said, Skin for skin, yea, all that a man hath will he give for his life. But put forth thine hand now, and touch his bones and his flesh, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is in thine hand, but save his life. So went Satan from the presence of the Lord, and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot unto his crown of his head, or the top of his head. says in his word that he will not lay on us more than we can bear, but with the temptation, our trials, our tests, our trouble, make a way of escape. Also in Psalms chapter 34 and verse 19, it says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. I know that when we are going through trials and tests, sometimes it seems like it will never end. And it seems like Jesus is not in control. He is. But the devil wants us to think he's not. Do you remember the story about Jesus and his disciples and the ship and the storm came up? Let's read it in the book of Mark chapter 4 and starting in verse 37. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full of water. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? He knew the storm was coming, and yet he goes to the back of the ship and takes a nap. He is in the storm with us. He does not cause the circumstance or storm, but he will be there to comfort you. I was not raised in the apostolic truth. And as I look back, I do not understand how people, not in truth, deal with the troubles of this world. Without Jesus, let me share with you how I deal with the troubles of this life. It says in 1 Peter chapter 5, and starting in verse 7, Casting all your care upon him, the him being Jesus, for he careth for you. Also in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, it says to be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. You ever think about it? He is God, he already knows everything, but it helps us when we verbalize it to him. He knows our pain, whether it be in our bodies, our heart, our mind. He is a great high priest, he fills with 
the feelings of our infirmities. This is what it says in Isaiah chapter 53 and starting in verse 3, and it's talking about Jesus. It says, He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Jesus himself had bad days, as God manifests in the flesh. There is a book called Storm Warnings, a good book. It talks about the storms that will come, not if, but when. Another good book is called Anchor Points. They go together. I am not a sailor, but I do know that without an anchor, a ship will drift when you want it to stay in one spot, especially in storms. You want it to hold tight to keep you from crashing into the rocks. As a believer, Jesus is my anchor in this life. If it was not for Jesus being my anchor, I would crash into the rocks of this life. If you are apostolic and storms are coming your way, hang in there and hold on to the promises of Jesus. He is there with you, and if you are not of the apostolic faith and you have storms in your life, look to his word in the book of Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 38. Read it and do it, and the peace that passes all understanding will fill your hearts. He may not take away the storm, but he will walk with you and give you peace in the midst of it. And if you have a crisis in your life, there is Christ, the one and only true God manifest in the flesh, according to 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. The living water is not a what, but a who, and that is Jesus. He refreshes the dry and parched soul. And I would like to recommend two great books to you. I know the author. She's my most beautiful wife. The first book is called The Scary Room, How She Found True Forgiveness in Her Heart for Those That Molested Her as a Young Girl. The second one is called The Keepers, about the stay-at-home mother and wife in God's point of view. Her website is apostolicpentecostal.webador.com, and that website again is apostolicpentecostal.webador.com. This is Brother Compton saying, "Have a blessed day." I hope you enjoy my closing music to my show. I think the song fits. It's by Reverend F. C. Barnes, "Rough Side of the Mountain."
Cheers!